Thank you so much. I am Gian Villatoro, the founding pastor of Victory Church. And from Odessa, Texas, I say hello, say hello to you. This is our worship service number 268, December 12, 2021. The topic of this morning is your youth. <laughs> your youth is a beautiful message that we are sharing today. And I hope that you have a good time with us. What if you download the bulletin? Go to the website, thechurch.us, and then go to the tab, Bulletins. The other option is simply, if you are watching through a big TV, open your phone, your camera phone, and point towards the QR code, and then you will be able to download the bulletin of this teaching. We want to say thank you to our dear viewers and everyone that is helping us with your financial contributions. If you want to send an offering, a contribution, go to vchurch.us forward slash give. The other option that you can use is sending a text message. 432-268-0007 is the way to go. We are very proud of our beautiful church members. Thank you guys for your contributions. Thank you, Tracy, for the songs. Thank you, Sebastian, for your work with all our production. And uh, now let's go to the message of this morning, your youth. How about that? Let's start by reading a powerful passage in Genesis 37, verses 6 and 7. Are you ready to read with me? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, dear Lord, guide us. Through this reflection, Joseph said, I had a dream. We were all working in the field, tiny, tying stacks of wick together. Then my stack got up. <laughs> it stood there while all your stacks of wheat made a circle around mine and bowed down to it. This is Joseph the son of Israel, or Jacob, talking to his brothers. They were not too happy with the idea of Joseph having this kind of dream. Do you know that? <laughs> yes. Well, a little bit there in a different passage, and it's a different portion in chapter 37, verse 3. It says, Joseph was born at eight times, when his father Israel was very old. So Israel loved him more than he loved his other sons. Jacob gave him a special coat, which was long and very beautiful. When Joseph's brother saw that their father loved Joseph more than he loved them, they hated their brother because of this. They refused to say nice things to him. Oh, oh, that's not good for Joseph. Well, many of you have read the story. Perhaps you know exactly what happened during those days. And, uh, well, I think that many of us in our youth have dreams. Perhaps you had dreams when you were young. Did you? And perhaps you, in those days, realized that all that you needed was love. You know, it is interesting when you think about your childhood. 
when you think about your parents' childhood, and now when you are thinking about your children's childhood and their children's childhood, you know that it's not the stuff precisely what we really want and what we really need in our lives. What is that thing that makes us happy? It's love. Sometimes we think that in order to be happy in our childhood, we can do it when we have our dad, our mom, our grandparents, a big family around us, a bunch of friends, and that's it. That, that is what will make us happy. And the truth is, not everybody has that. In fact, you know that there are many, many people that they don't have even their dad living with them or their own mother. Many people live with grandparents and some other people, they are being raised by uh, another relative for whatever reason. But still, if there is love around you, if there is love coming from those people that are raising a kid, the kid is going to be a good kid. It's going to become a good person. Because the main need that we all have in our lives is love. But especially when we are kids. When we are kids and we have our dreams and we dream about the future, we dream about the kind of things that we want to accomplish in life. When we dream about the kind of life that we want to have. Where do we want to live? Doing what? We are filled with dreams and hopes but uh, all that, although it's so important, what sustains us, what is sustaining you every day is love. Now imagine in the case of Joseph, he had the love of his father, undoubtedly, but his brothers, however, <laughs> they were not too loving to him. It says clearly that they hated him so much that they refused to tell them nice things. And probably that is one of the issues that we have in these days in general. I don't know if you, you have thought about this, that many people are not able to, to pay you a compliment. Many people are not able to say to others how good they look or how wonderful the meal was or how great that report was presented or how fantastic the job was done, whatever the case may be. So many people are not able to say anything good, nice things to others. And the question is, why is that? When in the case of Joseph's brothers, it was envy. They hated him because Jacob, their father, had obvious preference for him over the rest of the kids. That is a problem. So when you are thinking about your youth and how you're going to evolve or what happened since you were a kid and how you were evolving to become the person you are now, you realize that through all those years, the most important ingredient in your life was, is, and will be forever love. Love. Love is what uh, matters. And there are some singers and bands that even created songs like that. 
All you need is love. It sounds like a joke to many people, but it's so real. Because when you have that love from those around you, you are happy. Sometimes you can lack things. Maybe you don't have all that you want. So many people in the world, they don't even have decent places to live. Other people don't have enough money to sometimes even to buy food or pay for medicines. But if they have the love of their family members around, that changes things. Because on the other hand, you know that many people have stuff, but they don't have any love. They are miserable. So what really matters? The most important thing is love. The love of those around you. And of course, the love coming from God. The Lord God Almighty. The love of God. How many of us have discovered the love of God? My friends here in the church, you have discovered the love of God. And some of us, we have discovered the love of God thanks to horrible circumstances. Sometimes a divorce will lead somebody to start searching for God. Sometimes an illness will lead somebody to search for God. Sometimes by losing a job or losing the source of income will move you. I got to find God. Sometimes somebody dies in your family and then they are thinking, I think I need God in my life. And then we have arrived to that place where we just say, God makes me happy. I found in the good Lord my peace, my contentment. And even when you don't have the spouse, perhaps, or the kids, perhaps, or the parents, or relatives, or family around you, maybe you don't have the health. Perhaps, my friend, listening and watching, you don't have that loved one around you. Maybe you don't have even the stuff that you would like to have, but you have the Lord in your heart. You have his love. You feel how he is with you all day long, every day of your life. And you just discover that stuff and people is not what you need. What you need is the love of God. And that makes you happy because it's what we really care for. Now, in our homes, when we, when we have the opportunity to, to raise children, when you have that big blessing of having kids around us, we know that the most important thing they need is love, right? And we love them. But part of love includes two, two important aspects. One is discipline, of course. But discipline, not in the wrong way. You know, many people think that discipline is correction and punishment. You know, it has to do with that, but it's not exactly what discipline means. You know, discipline as a series of habits, creating a culture for a kid. But actually, kids, what they need is training. If you are raising kids, if you have kids around, try to work 
with training. Training those kids. It's funny sometimes, some guys that are married, they say to me, you know, I don't understand why my wife is not able to do these things. She should be doing these things. I don't, I don't think I should tell her about those things. She should know this because she's a woman. Well, the thing is, perhaps you are right. Maybe you are a husband and you just are unhappy with how things are being done in your home. And you think that she should be doing those things. Well, maybe what she needs is training. Maybe what she needs is your example. And vice versa. Sometimes it's the other way around. It's the case of wives asking, why is it that my husband don't get it? He doesn't get it. At this point, he should know this about me, about life. Why he doesn't get it? Why he doesn't do it? Well, maybe what he needs is training. In life, we all need to continue learn, to learn and acquire knowledge and acquire information, acquire, acquire everything that is needed in order to do and become the person that we need to be. But where are those people that are willing to give us that training? Where is that adult that is willing to spend time, spend time with others and sharing with others what is the right thing to do? When you are talking about marriages, when you are talking about family relationships, you know, many people don't know how to behave, how to do things because they, they had bad examples in their own home. They don't know how to be a husband. Some women don't know how to be a wife. Some people don't know how to be a parent. And there are the kids there. And it's, it's a mess in the house because there is lack of training. Although they receive love, they receive the love and they have loved one another, there is a need for training. Everyone once uh, starts to reach that age of a young adult and sees that the dreams are out there, the desires for a pretty life, to become somebody, to have things, this kind of stuff. They realize eventually they need love. They need God. But they also need training. And that is one of the things that we love to do here in our church. Loving everybody. I really enjoy spending time with everyone, each one of you guys, whether it's in my home, my wife and I, with you guys in our home, with kids, or in your homes, or anywhere we go, or here in the church. And I just enjoy pouring love into your lives. But the love itself without training is not enough. That is why by coming to the church and listening to teachings and reading the Bible and reading 
explanations and listening to lessons about things that are important in life gives us the training that we need, correct? But if you are young, if you are in your youth now, you know that one of the things that you need is to find your spouse. Some people don't like the idea of finding a spouse. They think, you know, I don't feel the need to get married ever. And that's okay. I don't think that is mandatory. But majority of people want to have a family. Majority of people want to have kids one day. And it's very, very clear for everybody that the only way that you will have kids if you are responsible is by finding your spouse, marrying your, this person, and having a life together. So how do you find your spouse? If you are young, if you are in your youth, and you're wondering how you can find your spouse, well, <laughs> one thing that you, you should understand is that finding means you have to go and search. You need to ask questions, and you need to show yourself available as well in order to find your spouse. <laughs> I want to show you this particular picture here. This is the case of Joseph, not the one of the dream, and Mary, when they went in a trip to Bethlehem because the emperor of the Roman Empire ordered Augustus Caesar that everyone needed to write his name on a list in their own hometown. So Joseph and Mary needed to go to Bethlehem, and they, they were already a couple. And uh, so through this trip, once they found each other, they will go in a fabulous process called learning one another. Learning one another. And you tell me, friends, if it is not really wonderful to start to learn your spouse, learning how your spouse thinks really and behaves and what is what your spouse likes to eat, the places that your spouse likes to go, the kind of entertainment your spouse likes, and what are also their dislikes, what are the things that... Turn them off. The smells, the flavors, the food, the drinks, the colors, the textures, the areas of geography that your spouse is interested. Learning your spouse is a process that probably will take a whole life to get to know really how your spouse is. But if you really want to have a good life and you are aiming for that happy life in the future, you have to learn one another. Couples need to learn to be friends. And so many couples focus initially only in the physical attraction. Have you noticed that? Oh, she's beautiful. Have you seen her eyes? Oh, he's wonderful. Have you seen those muscles? He's so tall or he is so strong, or she is gorgeous, or whatever. And it's just a romantic, passionate relationship, which is necessary, right? 
Joseph and Mary, for example, they experienced that. But I will tell you this, any couple, any of you married couples, like I know, like many of our viewers and listeners know, in your home, in your marriage, the romance, although must stay there, is not going to sustain the relationship. The love of God, of course, the love one another, of course, but one thing that will help the relationship to go ahead and develop and grow and be strong is the friendship between both of them, husband and wife. Being friends. That is why when anyone is interested in finding a spouse, everything should start by learning to be, be friends with that person. Learning to be friends, which means I am going to find ways to please my friend and vice versa. My friend needs to learn what, what do I like. It's the whole process of learning one another. And of course, the romance is going to, to take, take the couple to the passionate moments in the marriage and, and then the babies and the kids and all that. Some of us now with grandkids... But what is what will sustain that marriage? That is, what is what will make that house a happy house? A house where there is peace and joy is when the couple have learned to be friends one another. They get along well. They enjoy doing things together. One helping the other, the other serving the first one. And that is what happened to Joseph and Mary. Eventually, they arrive to Bethlehem. Baby Jesus is with them. And they had a blast. You can imagine what happened in that particular inn, right? Mary having the baby, giving birth. Baby Jesus is born. It was a wonderful experience. And they were just enjoying the moment. They did. Can you imagine that, how beautiful that was? Wonderful moments. And then, after the wise left, Matthew chapter 2, verse 13 says, An angel from the Lord came to Joseph in a dream. The angel said, Get up, take the child with his mother, and escape to Egypt. Herod wants to kill the child, and we'll soon start looking for him. Stay in Egypt until... I tell you to come back. There was a change of plans. That was interesting for Joseph and Mary. They were just new into this adventure of marriage. Now with a child. What is what happens here? We will talk more about it. But initially I want to invite you. To join us on December 19 in the worship service 269, the topic will be the twist. You will enjoy that message. Again, what happened with these people? They were happy. The wise men came. They gave presents to Jesus. And then there is an angel telling Joseph, get up. You got to go. You got to go because otherwise the child is going to be killed. And we cannot afford that. So they did. They went to Egypt. 
Now imagine they go to a place where they don't know anybody. Joseph and Mary are there. We don't know exactly how long they stay there. But eventually through the window, they are watching Jesus. The toddler walking perhaps, I don't know, three, four, five years old. Who knows exactly? And uh, they feel like they are there, but that is not their place. You see? And then wondering about what to do next, one day, it says in chapter 2, verses 19 and 20, while Joseph was in Egypt, Herod died. An angel from the Lord came to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up! <laughs> Take the child with his mother and go to Israel. Those who were trying to kill the child are now dead. Another change, right? Okay, so here we go. Here is Joseph and Mary. And Jesus, on their way back now to Israel. And when they come, <laughs> there was a family reunion. Everybody, this is my wife Mary and this is my son Jesus. Meet them. And the same thing happened with Mary. Hello, everybody. This is my husband Joseph and this is my son Jesus. It is interesting when you are in a family reunion, right? Well, Joseph and Mary lived that. And now they are starting to, to see that there was more than one person in this marriage. <laughs> they saw that. And the time came for Joseph and Mary to start getting acquainted with the rest of the family. There were old people, people their age, and kids. Every person in this world go through those seasons. I personally think that the best part of your life is in your childhood. Personally, I, I had a wonderful childhood. And I got hurt in many aspects. Things that uh, were not pleasant because it's life. But other than the bad moments, the good moments were there for me. And I always will remember and cherish my anecdotes, my memories, the friends that I had in my childhood, relatives, my own siblings, the wonderful memories about my mom and my dad doing this and doing that, the trips, the get-togethers, the celebrations, the holidays, the family reunion with those dozens and dozens of relatives. This is your uncle such and such. This is your aunt such and such. This is your cousin such and such. And this is your cousin such and such. And you just, nice to meet you, nice to meet you, nice to meet you. <laughs> the family reunion. Joseph and Mary lived that. You know that? And they needed to get acquainted with the family, like you do. But life doesn't stop there. You know that very well. They continue growing. There are more kids. And now it's not just Jesus. There are other kids. 
Now it's not just two people that are, they were three and then they were four and they're five. And the rest, <laughs> and it's not easy. It is not easy because you wonder about that. You wonder about your relationship with everybody else. And that is your youth. Your youth is exactly that. It's when you realize that there are dreams ahead of you, like Joseph had dreams, the Joseph from the Old Testament, not Joseph and Mary, Joseph, the son of Jacob. He dreamed about being somebody one day, even better than his brothers and better than his own parents. There are dreams in the youth. But then eventually you have your family, children, grandchildren, work, career. And then you wonder, is it my youth gone? Am I old already? Is that it? Is that it? What about my life? What about me? Because when you are in a marriage and you are raising kids, you pretty much live for everybody else's desires and needs. And you keep wondering, right? But what about me? Is this over for me? Some other people, on the other hand, they just feel that at a certain age, they don't have anything else to live for. There is no purpose in life. The truth of this story about our youth is that it all depends on how you feel. Because although you can raise your kids and lead them to become responsible adults, and now everyone lives on his own and they have their houses and their careers and their families and their kids that come to visit with you and perhaps great-grandkids and who knows what else. <laughs> with all the prosperity and blessings still inside you feel that you are young don't you in st still inside of you you think I want to do more with my life I just don't know what else to do and on the other hand you still have people that they think I have done nothing yet really important with my life, and I'm old. Is this all that I can expect in life? And I can tell you this, my friend, that there is always hope in the name of Jesus. Whether you have given your life to the Lord or you haven't, it's just a matter of starting a new life and decided to go in that direction Everything begins when, like the scripture says in Romans 10, 9, if you openly say, Jesus is my Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be saved. That is how all this begins. You have the youth within yourself. Inside of you, you will feel all your life young. Your body perhaps is telling you otherwise. But really, it doesn't matter. 
Because there is so much ahead of you. There is eternity, you know. So although we can arrive to a hundred years of life, and regardless how we feel inside, there is so much ahead of us. The whole eternity is there waiting for you. Give your life to the good Lord God Almighty. Open your heart to receive the blessing of the forgiveness of your sins in the name of Jesus. And I invite you today to do that. How you can do this? Just by saying a prayer like you see here in the screen. Say with me these words. Dear God, I would like to restart all over again. Is that possible? I would love to have another opportunity to have better relationships with my own family and my in-laws. Please help me to do it. I am sorry that I have failed. I need you. You are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you. I confess my sins before you. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life in people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. It is on the beautiful cross on Calvary where everything begins. What if you say with me, I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021 and furthermore. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile down on you and show you his kindness. May the Lord answer your prayers and give you peace. From Odessa, Texas, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of my church, Victory Church, my family, my team, all the church members, we say to you, have a beautiful rest of your day. See you next time. For watching Victory Church, please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.